Hard sports are plays. Hard sports are plays. Hard sports are plays. We're making a place, we're talking the game, get you through the days We're high in the court, they're dying in the lane Variety topics, living the same All presentation, sports information In the airways, taking the nation All sport, all plays, they're working your faces Grace at the field, so type the laces All sports, all plays What is going on, ladies and gentlemen And welcome to ASAP Recap here on this fantastic Friday afternoon, Loyola Chicago kind of ruined my Friday afternoon, but it's okay. Things can always get better. Dustin, how are you doing today? Hey, long time no talk, only about a couple hours, <laughs> but getting ready to head to Milwaukee for the round of 32 this weekend and state basketball in Madison also. Well, there we go. Big man, stat guy with us. Again, he always is doing something and always has, uh, shows, shares with us some great videos, some great stats. And we'll make sure to get in a stat of the day because those are always fantastic to have. So, Dustin, I'm just preparing you by the end of the, day, uh, by the, end of the show. I'm going to ask you for your stat of the day. But I first want to start off with probably the move of the week, and that is Devontae Adams. And I know many of you have heard extensively even though it, the news basically broke last night about Devontae Adams. You know, I talked about it last night on the Out of Bounds podcast, Out of Bounds with a Z with Joe McDonald, uh, one of our good friends here at the ASAP Network. We talked about it on the morning show. And I want to ask you here today, Dustin, we didn't really talk about it from this perspective of what does this do for Vegas, right? Does it make them a contender in the AFC West? Is, are they still the same level? How does this trade impact Davis? And for those of you, or excuse me, Vegas, and for those of you who don't know, Devontae Adams moved to the Las Vegas Raiders, signed a big-time contract where he will, for five years, every year make $28.5 million. The Green Bay Packers were given the 2022 first and the 2022 second of the Las Vegas Raiders. Dustin, what does this do for Vegas by getting Adams? Well, it makes them AFC West contenders, which they already were contenders. Makes them maybe even Super Bowl contenders just because – the Raiders got off to a 5-2 and two start last year, and then Henry Ruggs decided to be Mario Andretti and forget to hit the brakes in his car. And John Gruden forgot that, you know, all your emails can be traced. So, you know, the Raiders went through a little bit of a issue last year. But Rich Passaccio came in and did a hell of a job keeping that team together and got them in the playoffs at 10-7. and seven. They did lose that first playoff game, but he still got them to the playoffs, which is – Incredible to think about when you look at what they all went through. Added, adding Devontae Adams to the Raiders offensively is going to be something that Derek Carr has never experienced. Yes, Henry Ruggs was his top receiver until he got injured, or until he did what he did, but Henry Ruggs is no Devontae Adams. Hunter Renfro had a great year last year. Hunter Renfro is no Devontae Adams. And Darren Waller, who's been Carr's favorite target for three years, is not Devontae Adams. Having Devontae Adams there is going to make Renfro better. It's going to make Darren Waller better, and it's going to make Derek Carr better. So that is a huge pickup for the Raiders. And we touched on this when we had the skeleton crew for the Thursday morning show that if it wasn't going to be Green Bay, we both thought the Raiders would be where Adams ended up because of the college teammate with Derek Carr. Yeah, and I'm I'm so with you on this one. I think what this does for the Raiders is it opened things up. Remember, they hired Josh McDaniels offensive coordinator former offensive coordinator for the new england patriots so he likes to have his options open and to get a true number one receiver we saw the things he could dial up with rob gronkowski and how he can create things and move things with him to open other things up for guys like brandon lafell who are in that system who had really good years when they were there devonta adams gives you that if you darren waller can stay healthy this is a tandem that's going to be scary hunter renfro is going to have a kind of year that puts him on the map because he will be just the beneficiary of a lot of open space in the middle of the field where he can work out of from the slot. Uh, we talk about, you know, what this team can do running the football with Jonathan Jacobs. You know, that is another big piece that um, I think a lot of people forget as well. This team can run the ball. Josh B. Daniels now has all these weapons exposed to him. He has all of them available. I think the one thing I would say was even with this move, I don't really see them contending in the AFC West. Yeah, they could make the playoffs. I just don't see them winning. I don't see them beating uh kansas city team you know, either the even though they play them tough every single year i don't see him truly better than uh what denver is i don't see him better than the chargers right now 
And that's just a shock because I think in most other divisions, you could put the Raiders right up at the top. Uh, unfortunately, they're in the AFC West, which is just a Pro Bowl roster on every single side. But it does help their chances. Again, when you play in this division, the more weapons you could add is going to be great. They got more firepower. I'm excited about what Vegas can do this year. Well, the thing is, the way you were saying about them competing with the Chiefs, the Raiders had one of the better secondaries in the NFL last year in terms of opponent's completion percentage. And now they're on the verge of adding Stephon Gilmore, which is going to make that secondary even better. Kansas City just lost Byron Pringle to the Chicago Bears. So now they have Tyreek Hill and Nicole Hardman and nobody else at wide receiver. So as all these teams in the AFC West are getting better, Kansas City's really not. And their gap of being dominant over everybody in that division is closing so rapidly that they might start hitting the panic button because they need to add to that team. But what we were both saying about Hunter Renfro, I'm going to make a bold statement right now. Let's do it. Let's and make it. I think Hunter Renfro is going to have a Cooper Cup like year next year because of all the attention that Devontae Adams and Darren Waller are going to draw. It's going to leave Renfro with a lot more one-on-ones where he can do his thing. Wow, Cooper Cup type of year. Not as many yards, but it would not shock me if he was like the triple crown winner next year where he leads the league in like receptions, yardage, and touchdowns. Wow, what a statement here. You heard it here first. If he doesn't do it, I'm clipping this and send it back to you, Dustin. All right, I, I promise. I, I promise. If you remember that after a year from now, remind. <laughs> Make sure to remind Dustin if he is not doing this a year from now. Look, I, I'm with you on this Kansas City thing. Losing uh, Pringle to me, it's an ad because I think Andy Reid can find receivers anywhere in the draft. I'd never have an issue with Andy Reid finding receivers. But when they lost Jadavius Ward, when they lost Tyron Matthew, that's what concerned me. Yes, you get Justin Reed, but he's not Tyron Matthew back there. You still don't have an answer at your number one corner. I don't see Andy Reid being able to find that corner that's just going to make that just turns this thing around. I can see him replacing Pringle because that's just something he can do. He can find guys in the draft that, and again, this dates back going back to Philly. He just was always able to get offensive pieces, but defensive pieces, no, he he hasn't been able to. And this gap, right? A lot of people were thinking. Kansas City is going to control this division and maybe this conference for the next decade. They have it locked up because Mahomes is here for a decade. That window of completely dominating, it's pretty much coming gone. To be quite honest with you, L.A. looks right to me more dangerous than Kansas City, if I'm being honest with you, because I think their secondary is better. I think the defense overall is better. And offensively, I know they can go point for point. If Denver can figure it out offensively, they could even be better than what Kansas City is. And And to your point, if Vegas gets it going offensively and the defensive struggles continue for Kansas City, that's another team that they could just continue to fall on. This reign of dominance, the reign of terror we expected Kansas City to go on doesn't seem to be coming. But again, in order to be the guy, you got to beat the guy. We'll see if any of these AFC West can do it. The AFC West teams can do it. But to your credit, yeah, the, the Chiefs are the one team you look at in this offseason in the AFC West say, yeah, they didn't get a heck of a ton better. So... That wasn't the only thing that happened this whole free agency period, right? Devontae Adams, not the only move that took place, but there's a move that is going to be taking place. Uh, and it's really been the, the talk of the town. Deshaun Watson, right, ever since uh, not being convicted in a criminal court is basically now fair game for the NFL. They feel very comfortable because they know he will be able to be on the field barring any suspension that the NFL chooses to give out. But at the start of the week, we had two teams on the Deshaun Watson lookout, and they were the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. By the halfway point in this week, it was up to four teams. We saw the Cleveland Browns and Atlanta Falcons join that race. But in the last couple of days, namely yesterday, we saw a couple of teams being bowed out, one of them being the Cleveland Browns, leading to the whole Baker Mayfield drama and saga. Secondly, the Carolina Panthers were taken out. I think that was a big surprise to both of us. I thought he would have liked Carolina. I know Dustin was talking about Dabo Sweeney maybe coming to town if he were to go to Carolina. Uh, it's, you know, North Carolina's right above where he played college ball at South Carolina. And now it turns out that Atlanta is coming out as the favorite to land and win the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes after just entering the race. Dustin, are you shocked by this? And does this make any sense to you? Not only am I shocked, but I don't see what sense it can possibly make because Kelvin Ridley's not there. 
Kelvin Ridley's not going to be there for a year. So outside of Kyle Pitts, who are you throwing to? Just because Deshaun Watson has been found innocent in federal court doesn't mean the NFL can't say, well, we're going to suspend you for a year just for the conduct that you committed off the field. So are you really willing to trade for a guy that you still don't know if he'll be able to play next year because you're still waiting on what the NFL's decision is going to be and your top receiving target outside of Kyle Pitts will not be with you this year? So is that kind of an indication that Atlanta's confident enough in Watson's ability where even if he does have to sit for an extended period of time, Atlanta can basically, I'm not going to say tank, but they can basically bank it in for 2022 get a top 10 draft pick and then basically be stocked and ready to go for 2023. Yeah, it could be very much that. Um, I think the reason Atlanta really resonates with me was Deshaun Watson holds pretty much every single major high school football record in the state of Georgia. That's where he really made a name for himself before coming to Clemson and then going on to win a national championship there. So the, I think it's the hometown threat of it that kind of makes sense in the sense of he wanting to go back to where it all started. Atlanta in general, there isn't a lot for me to really enjoy. Um, I, I really don't know uh, because when I look at Atlanta, I look at a team that, like you said, don't really have a number one receiving option without Calvin Ridley, don't really have a running game, don't really have that offensive line don't it's just it's just a bunch of eh, and i don't know what the pitch is right now to deshaun watson what what i can obviously if watson goes there ryan's gonna have to go ryan yes. yes and you were talking about it on the morning show this morning that you think davis mills is going to be the future in houston well if matt ryan goes to houston that put, puts an end to davis mills because matt ryan's gonna start over davis mills yes yeah yeah and the davis mills comment was more towards baker i thought they would compete i thought davis mills would uh win that competition but Anyway, um, look, I, I just I really don't see the whole pitch that Atlanta could have made. I don't see the assets. I don't see because with Carolina, I can see it. I can see the receiving cork is kind of there. And even if they have to give a couple of it up, I can see them working on the offensive line. They're a young defense with Atlanta. I, I don't really see that. I don't see where the receiving core is terrific. Yes. If Ridley's back on the field and Kyle Pitts is on the field. Yeah, you got a tandem there and you can continue to work. Are you willing to wait a year? If you're Deshaun, are you anticipating where you have to wait a year anyway? Defensively, I don't see it. I know they have uh, the corner, A.J. Terrell, I believe, from Clemson, yeah. um, who you know I think played with Deshaun Watson maybe one year with Deshaun, or maybe he was just out, came right after Deshaun left. But, again, I can see the young piece in them, but I, I don't see the abundance of talent. I don't see the abundance of young pieces. But here's what I'll say. I like Deshaun Watson. I, I, if he's playing, I don't think there's a quarterback that really you take above him flat out. Like you can make arguments for every quarterback if he's in there. I don't think there's a quarterback that you say in every regard he is better than Deshaun Watson. I don't think there is a guy like that. So if he can play, he can elevate guys, and I'm okay with that. Again, I think if you move off of Matt Ryan, you open yourself up to cap room, which is always going to help. But to me, Atlanta, I thought seemed to be the least – uh, intriguing option just because again I didn't see the core already there I don't see what Arthur Blank is really able to do in attracting free agents I just I didn't see the correlation I thought it'd end up being Carolina or New Orleans uh once the Browns are basically out of the thing I thought it'd be Carolina or New Orleans I thought Atlanta would be out but again he Atlanta seems to be the overwhelming favorite at the moment yeah I mean the only thing that I can think of obviously pitching their stadium is a huge huge thing because they have one of the newer stadiums and one of the nicer stadiums but the other thing that they can pitch, and ironically, it's going to work for them. That was a seven and ten or an eight nine football team last year. Yeah, missed the playoffs by one game, without really any like standout position where you can say like this is an elite position we can build around. Now take into the consideration that Carolina is a dumpster fire. New Orleans still has no idea what they're going to do at quarterback. The Falcons are the second best team in this division right now, even without Deshaun Watson. You put Watson in that situation, they're still going to be the second-best team because of Tom Brady, but it elevates their chances to get to the playoffs even more because an eight-win team last year would be a 10-win team with Watson this year, and 10 wins would have got them into the playoffs last year. Yeah. Um, I, maybe here's what I'm thinking about as well is they aren't really paying anybody other than Matt Ryan, if we're being honest. like There's really no one else 
Um, Ridley would have got his 11 million, but yeah, now he's not. Yeah, yeah. And they just lost Hayden Hurst. They didn't pay Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst goes to the Cincinnati Bengals, and I like that move after they lose CJ. Um, Dusty might have a little bit more information on this. Anthony Price says, does, doesn't Matt Ryan yes. get his money by 4 p.m. today? Yes. So that deal, again, they're expecting that deal to come sooner rather than later. So if that deal is able to get done, you would expect in the next – while we're talking, we might see the deal get played out. So uh, we might have something else to react to. Again, I feel it's the, the cap room that they're going to have if they move off of Matt Ryan is pretty immaculate because, again, they're not paying anybody big money. They have a lot of money to reinvest. And it's kind of just a swap in salary, Matt Ryan and Deshaun Watson. Or maybe that's why it's attractive because the salary's already on the board and there's still cap room. And if you just plug him in, maybe that's that's where he's looking at. But I, I'm really just – I'm not sure where the Atlanta Falcons stand. But like you said, 7-9, and nine, uh, just one game out of the playoffs. Or was it 7-10, 17 games? They were 7-10 or 8-9. I can't remember. They right, were it was 17 game seasons throwing me off, so I don't remember the numbers. But I just know they missed the playoffs by like one game, so I think they had to be 8-9. Yeah, and there, if you're one game away from the playoffs, if you add Deshaun Watson in in this, you know, very bad division, you could be a team that ends up sneaking into the playoffs just because there isn't anybody who's going to compete against you. So, Justin, I do want to ask you though. We'll see, and we'll track this Deshaun Watson trade. If you guys who are watching, Freddie, if you uh, continue to watch, we appreciate you. But um, anybody watching, if you hear anything about Deshaun Watson, please let us know because we'd love to react on this uh, before we end up leaving in our hour, but Justin, I want to ask you, is there a favorite move or least favorite move that you have so far from this free agency period? My favorite move was the Packers extending Aaron Rodgers because now they lost Devontae Adams because of it. And as much as it's going to help the team this year, they just screwed themselves down the road because they're not going to be able to afford anybody at this point. I mean, he's only getting paid 28 million this year, but all of a sudden that 28 million turns into 45 million and then 52 million. So, I mean, we talked about it for over a week. There was no way with how much the Packers are over that salary cap. There was no way they were going to be able to sign both those players long-term this year. Anyways, if they would have gotten ad, they should have realistically gotten Devonte Adams figured out first, let Rogers play out his remaining contract this year, and then signed him to the extension next year. Once they figured out what the new salary cap was going to be, but because they did it the opposite way, they ended up losing out on Devonte Adams, which I'm not complaining about it, but We'll see how the rest of things go. In terms of other moves that I've liked so far, there's so many of them. I mean, <laughs> me. this year feels very like it feels like there's a lot of moves, or at least a lot of reporting on moves this year compared to years previous, doesn't it? The Russell Wilson move I love just because that's the one thing that Denver's been missing since Peyton Manning left was consistent quarterback play, and now they're getting consistent quarterback play. I do like the Khalil Mack move to the Chargers just because he had a down year last year, but we know how good Khalil Mack can be, so I'm interested to see how he pairs with Bosa to see if you get the Khalil Mack of old or if it's more he's on the downside of his career at this point where you're going to get what you're going to get out of him. I'm trying to think of anything else that I've liked. Nothing really in terms of anything else I've liked just because there's been so many moves that you've lost track of a lot of the moves, but – Every move, I think, outside of the Carson Wentz going to Washington has made sense, and you can see why the teams did the move they did to acquire the pieces they acquired. Damian Harris says he hates the Rams, and I'm assuming that's uh, based off what they did for Allen Robinson. Um, <laughs> Damian, uh, we all need number one ride receivers, man, even the New England Patriots. A move that I really like that I don't think has gotten anywhere near enough recognition is what uh, Cincinnati has done this entire free agency period in terms of getting Ted Karras, who can play multiple different spots on the offensive line, more of an interior lineman who could play center or guard, getting Alex Kappa who could play guard, Pro Bowl guard, both played with Tom Brady. And again, you're not going to survive letting Joe Burrow get hit 50, uh, get sacked 50 times a year, get hit 50 more times. That's just not how you're going to win football games. So to go do that, to add those two pieces along, then you go get Hayden Hurst. I like what Cincinnati did. I think that's a great move. I, I The Chargers have made some great moves. And, um, you know, I think that's another – uh, I think you named a lot of really good uh, moves outside. <laughs> the Green Bay move was just very, very funny. I think I just think that's just such comedy gold. Comedy well, the other thing too, Green Bay too, is they cut Zadarius Smith to yes. free up fifteen million dollars, which everyone thought was to sign Devontae Adams. Yes. But what do you do with that fifteen million dollars? You just give it to Preston Smith anyways. So you didn't even 
cut any salary. You cut one player to sign somebody else for the same amount of money. So you didn't even do anything to even try to get him there. And I'm, I have a follow-up question to that. Zadarius Smith uh, backed out on his deal with the Baltimore Ravens. Do you think there's a possibility he goes back to Green Bay? I think that's why he did pull out, knowing that Devontae Adams is not returning to Green Bay. At least it leaves money on the table for him. He's not going to get the $15 million that they cut him for, but I think he can still get 12 to $13 million if he goes back to Green Bay. So I do think he goes back there, mainly because now he knows that Adams isn't coming back and they're going to have that money they were going to spend on him now to spend on Smith and some other pieces. Yeah, and I was honestly surprised he backed out of the Baltimore deal. They gave him a good lump sum of money, and uh, it basically just happened right as the Devontae Adams news broke. And I was okay. If he does, if he goes and does this, then I I just have to assume he wants to just test the waters back in Green Bay. Not saying he'll sign back there, but I think he at least wants to test the waters, see what they're willing to give him now that they don't need that salary cap. Anthony Price in the comments uh, says, "Would you give up a second round pick to the Rams for Robert Woods, or just draft a young wide receiver in the draft?" Um, Dustin, I'll hand it over to you first. I would go a young, I would draft the young wide receiver. Robert Woods, I believe, is 29 right now, going on 30. He's coming off of a torn ACL, so you don't know how he's going to come back from it because we've seen it. Every player comes back from a torn ACL differently. Obviously, Robert Woods can still kind of be like a, a Wes Welker type of player where he's a possession receiver where he gives you what you need to get for a first down, but he might not be that same explosive wide receiver that he was pre-injury so instead of trading him I would draft a young receiver because then you have him controllable for a cheap sum of money for at least four or five years yeah I think it, it's the situation I'm in if I'm a, I'm a team like Kansas City sure I'd give a second round pick for Robert Woods because he would be my third guy anyway there wouldn't be a lot of pressure and I could use a possession guy rather than and I'm trying to win now but if I'm a team like Chicago right if I'm the Chicago Bears I don't know if I would go ahead and uh trade for Robert Woods now because, again, he would have to be my number one. And can he take being a number one right now off the ACL? I'm not sure. That, I'd rather draft a young quarterback. Is his picture a Washington picture? I think that is Chase Young. If, but it looks like uh, there's a Patriots logo behind him, too. If, so I'm I'm wa- sure. if I'm Washington, I would trade a second rounder to make him my number two with McLaurin. Yes. Yes. That, I think, would work very well, especially with Carson Wentz being your quarterback. If you can give him Robert Woods and – Terry McLaurin, that would be the best receiving core that Wentz has ever had. Yes. And that would actually give, I think, everyone a chance to see what Wentz can actually do with two legitimate receivers. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Again, if you can make him your number two, number three guy and just give him the role of, hey, you're going to be in the middle of the field, you're going to make plays underneath and just try to move the chains, yeah, and you're not going to get any double teams, that's the move I would definitely make. So, again, I think it's all based off your needs. If you're a New England, if you're a Chicago where you're desperately looking for a number one receiver, then I don't trade a second rounder for Robert Woods. I'd rather just draft one in the, I just rather go and get one in the draft. But if you're Tampa, if you're um, Washington, and I think Anthony Price is a Washington Commanders fan, as he says, Samuel was stupid. He stayed injured. So um, I'm assuming that that is in reference of Curtis Samuel. So uh, again, if you're a Washington uh, Commanders, I would go ahead and make that second round pick. Damian Harris also has a question. Uh, he says, question now that Ajabo got hurt. Is that how you say his name, Ajabo? I hope I'm saying that right. Well, Ojanabi. Ojanabi. Ojanabi got injured on pro day, and since he was a first-rounder, how far do you see him falling in the draft? I believe this is a linebacker out of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, Ajabo. I was thinking somebody else on the Bears, but yeah, Ajabo is how you say that. Um, look, I, I think it all depends on the severity of the injury. I don't know if they've come out with anything. Uh, he, I know he left with, with uh, the pro day on crutches and he had a boot on his left foot. Uh, and then there's something wrapped around his knee as well. So if it's something serious like that, I could really see him falling because again, how much do you want to invest on this kind of linebacker mold, this pass rusher mold, if he can't really cut and be explosive, the same thing we were talking about Robert Woods, right? How much do you want to invest in a guy you don't know can be your number one? you draft this kid to be your number one. Again, if you're a Chargers, you might be able to take a chance on him, but I, I assume he'll be more like a second day or a third round pick kind of dude. I don't think he falls that far at all. Really? Just because we've seen it before where teams are taking more chances on injured players, even if they can't play right away because they feel like they're a can't-miss prospect. You look at that wide receiver from Alabama that tore his ACL in the national championship game, 
He's still going to be a first-round pick, probably even a top 15 pick. Oh, Jamison Williams. Yeah, and that's because everyone knows what he brings to the table. So even if they don't get much out of him that first year, if at all, you still get him signed for that five-year rookie deal. So you still have him for four years. Similar situation here. Everyone knows what Ojabo can do. Everyone's seen what Ojabo can do. That's not going to shy a team from taking him and giving him this five-year, $20 million rookie contract where – if you get anything out of him that first year, if it is like a torn ACL or something, if you can get anything out of him, that's a plus. Otherwise, you just basically bank him, let him work on his strength and conditioning for one year, and then by the time he's ready to go, he'll be in probably better shape than he's ever been. Uh, just just to counterpoint that, I would say that, again, if you can't miss, if he was Aiden Hutchinson, I think that's a big, big difference. But him playing across from Aiden Hutchinson – Again, I'm not sure how they would have done individually, but it feels like a lot, a lot of people are higher on Aiden Hutchinson than they are on David Ojabo. And to me, again, if you're playing a, opposite a guy who was the Heisman, I think runner-up, yeah, it's going to help you out. And so is he that can miss where you're willing to take that chance in the first round? I'm not saying he falls out of, you know, I, th- I think he was projected to be more of a mid-range first-round pick, right? Probably around 15 to 20. He might yeah. fall into the 30s or maybe even early second round. I think that's where you could see him falling. Uh, just because, again, you play alongside this supposedly terrific uh, college pass rusher who's supposed to be the next big thing in the NFL, and then you get hurt on top of that, I just feel you're gonna teams are just going to wait to take their chance on David Ajabo after that. Yeah, I don't know. I think he falls in the first round, but I don't think he falls out of the first round. I can see him going more towards the back end of the first round, but I don't think he completely falls like out of the first round. I just think he's too... I think he's too good to fall out of the first round injury or not. Well, one last thing before we go to commercial. The Browns apparently are signing Jadavion Clowney to a two-year, $24 million deal. Dustin, I'm not sure if you had seen that before, but um, how do you feel about that? I mean, it's a bargain, but it's still overpaying. It's a bargain because you know what you can get out of Jadavion Clowney but you're still overpaying for a guy because he's always been hurt and he's never lived up to that top pick billing that everyone gave him when he was drafted. But when you do pair him with Miles Garrett, it is a pretty lethal one-two punch in the pass rush, and I think that alone kind of will help the Browns' defense for a team that's in a lot of turmoil right now. That franchise is really stuck in neutral after what they put Baker Mayfield through and all the things that have gone on with Baker Mayfield. Now this team went from being a playoff contender kind of back to square one because they don't have a square one right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is a rumor. There is no confirmation yet. Uh, JPA football, he tweeted it out there. Browns have offered JV, Jadavion Clowney a two-year $24 million deal per Schultz report. So again, uh, we'll be, we'll be interested to see if this actually goes through. If you bring him in again, it's a bargain, as you said, because the talent is all there for him to be one of the better pass rushers in the NFL. He just has never stayed healthy, has never stayed consistent enough to show that he can be one of those guys. But if you pair him alongside Miles Garrett, yeah, you're going to be able to get after the quarterback. And I think for Cleveland, it's very important to keep this defense intact because no matter who your quarterback is going to be next year, it's not going to be Deshaun Watson. And it feels like you're kind of taking a step back this year anyway. You want to make sure you can still compete in an AFC North that's relatively not great, right? Cincinnati, you know, is going to be Cincinnati because of the offensive line moves they made. But then you're competing with Pittsburgh, with Baltimore, and yourself. Those three teams are all there for a number two. They're all looking at a number two uh, for the number two spot in the AFC North. And that number two spot could eventually get you into the playoffs. So I think for the Browns, it was important for them to kind of keep themselves in the fold and keep that defense intact. Yeah. All right, so we will be right back. I see all your comments in there, but first we're going to just take a quick commercial break. Get ready. This summer, the Arena League Sports is on ASAP Network. Tune in live on either the Tiki Live or Roku app, as well as your smart home TV. Whole sports all plays. Whole sports all plays. Whole sports all plays. Uh, 365 
five, we making a place. You're talking the game, get you to the days. We're hiding the court, the dying in the lane. Variety, topics, living the same. Authentication, sports information. In the air, we're staking the nation. Sport, all plays, they're working your faces. Grace at the field, so type the laces. Hard sports, all plays. Net. Hard sports, all plays. Net. What? We on top of our game. Hard sports, all plays. Hard sports, all plays. All right, welcome back. Hope you get the merch. Hope you check out Arena League football as well. Should be great. Uh, Anthony Price put in here, when will the Ravens le- uh, learn they need a number one wide receiver? You can't keep running with Lamar. And this is, you know, I think when we talk about Carson Wentz not having a true receiving core, I think you can say the same thing about Lamar Jackson. You've never really seen him with a number one receiver. You can argue that Hollywood Brown was, but he's attracted really no attention for anybody. And Hollywood Brown is considering retirement and just running his podcast uh for for the long haul so i think the ravens need to look at one whether that's in the draft if they go get a guy a late round pick whether it's you know chris Olave or somebody at the bottom of the first round that you can pick up or there's really no one in free agency now but again i think the draft they have to go and find themselves a receiver just to see what lamar can do i mean they, i would like to see them get a guy like mark wesvel the scantling i think he would do well in a, in a situation in Baltimore where he can kind of be the guy outside of Devontae Adams' shadow now. He would have a chance to kind of show people what he can do. The reason why the Ravens don't have a number one wide receiver is because their number one wide receiver is Mark Andrews. They don't mm. need a number one wide receiver because Andrews is their safety valve, much like Travis Kelsey was for the Chiefs and what George Kittle is for the 49ers. Some teams don't need a – number one wide receiver because their tight end provides them that number one receiver cushion, which is what Mark Andrews has done in Baltimore. And I agree. Mark Andrews seems to be the safety net. We see it countless times on two point conversion plays that are going to Mark. I would like to see someone though, that can stretch it down the field because now you see teams against Baltimore kind of just keep the safeties down. They're not going to, they're not worried about you going down the field because you don't really have that threat to go down the field. So to me, if you can go and do kind of, Lamar what? Jackson can't throw it down the field, so they can't really stretch the field. That's the problem. It's, he doesn't have the arm that can do it. I, I think he can. I, I I think he can go down the field. I just don't think we've seen him have a receiver that can stretch it. I, I And I see your point in sense of he hasn't shown us consistently that he can, but you also need a receiver that you know when he's one-on-one with the corner can go up on a 50-50 ball and win it or at least create separation for those balls to hit. I've seen him make a couple of big time throws down the field. Yes, not as much as I'd like to see, but I think if you give someone where he can consistently get the ball down there too, I feel it's a much different story. Yeah, I mean Hollywood runs like a four three six four three seven, but so he can be a vertical threat. And every time they use him in a vertical threat, Lamar Jackson checks it down. He doesn't go for the home run ball even when he has it, and that's why I don't think even getting a number one receiver that can stretch the field is going to matter because Jackson's had opportunities to do it. If you go back and watch the last month of the season, it was Tyler Huntley that was taking the deep shots when he had it. And they ran the same exact play calls they would call for Lamar Jackson and everything, but Huntley was not afraid for the, of the home run ball. Even when Lamar Jackson has a shot, he very seldom goes for it. It's always a check down. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, Again, I, I yeah, I don't necessarily completely agree with you, but I can see your point. He does have a tendency to overlook the guys down the field just to check it down. Um, and then even if that's the case, then maybe just get another possession guy to relieve some more stress off of Mark yeah. Andrews' shoulders, maybe something like that. I do think, though, they need to invest in an actual number one receiver just to give him another target besides yeah. Mark Andrews because I think a lot of times on two-point plays, it's kind of very one-dimensional. They're not giving it to the back. It's going to be Lamar or it's going to be Mark. And I think teams kind of have that figured out. So to me, if you can go and get him another safety valve, I think that'd be more than plenty just to give him another chance to do something. So um, we will come back to the comments in a little bit, but I do want to transition uh, into the NCAA tournament. We just saw Loyola Chicago lose to Ohio State. Disappointing all of us here. I know me and Dustin had them at least beating Ohio State in our bracket. I'm not sure how much further you had them going. I didn't have them going much further. I think I had them losing the next game on Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, disappointing because it bumps me back down to second in my uh, group, which was unfortunate. I know that's the only, what, your third incorrect call of the whole tournament? 
Yeah, I haven't checked the rest of the game so far today, but my day has not gone smoothly today like it did yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, uh, Dustin was it was all smooth skies, uh, all smooth sailing. But today, again, some incredible matchups. We talked about some of the upsets that we are looking for, uh, and I know one that Dustin is looking for is apparently my apparently my ESPN app is on crack right now because it says Texas Tech is beating Montana State eighty three to two. Which uh, I definitely know that's not accurate. It's eighty-three to fifty. <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, eighty-three to two. That's nice. Um, that would that'd be something, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I but, guess the only game I have wrong today is Ohio State and Loyola because that's really the only one that went final. Yep. I guess no. I guess yeah. I have the rest of the games are just starting, so yeah, I only had just that one game wrong so far today. Yeah. So um, same in my boat here. Um, you had Chattanooga winning today, uh, beating Illinois. So we'll see. Uh, Pride and Rob got a little bet going. And if you see the ASAP recap emblem right here, it's in old gold. I looked up what is the hex code, hex code for old gold, and I typed it into StreamYard to make sure that everyone knows we're all pulling for Chattanooga here on ASAP recap because they're going to go ahead and get the win over Illinois. Um, is there any team that won yesterday, like, you know, team that we weren't expecting, maybe New Mexico State or St. Peter's or um, who, who beat Iowa yesterday? Um, Richmond. Richmond. Do you see any of those teams really making any further noise in the bracket? St. Peter's, I don't think so, just because they're going to get Murray State. And right. Murray State didn't look the greatest yesterday, but San Francisco plays a very similar style to Murray State. So... I can understand why the game was as close as it was. I have Murray State in the final four, so I just I have to side with Murray State until they lose just because I've picked them to go so far. But of the rest of the teams, I New Mexico State I think can give Arkansas a run. New Mexico State knocked off UConn eighty to seventy three yesterday, and then you saw Arkansas take Vermont all the way down to the final minute, and I think they won seventy five seventy one. So Arkansas cannot take New Mexico State lightly. You have a Richmond team who maybe was gifted the game by the referees towards the end, but they still found a way to beat Iowa. I think they can give Providence a decent battle. The one game that's not really going to be considered an upset because it's a 5-4 matchup, but if you look at how St. Mary's played and if you look at how UCLA played, St. Mary's, I think, can take UCLA out. And St. Mary's looked very, very good yesterday. UCLA, not so much. They trailed Akron until about two minutes left in the game and ended up winning 57-53. So it's not going to surprise me at all if St. Mary's can pick up another win to get to the Sweet 16. Yeah, that game, again, is is very scary for me. I had Indiana beating St. Mary's, and that's why I was comfortable putting UCLA beating Indiana. Uh, But St. Mary's just showed something um, yesterday, and I could definitely see them giving UCLA a run for their money. Um, New Mexico State, I agree also. If there was a team I'd pick out of the Richmond or St. Peter's New Mexico State to go ahead and move on to another round, it'd be New Mexico State. I think Arkansas is the team that looks the most vulnerable, and I think New Mexico State can give them a run for their money. Um, Anthony Price puts in here, I'm just waiting for Duke to lose this game or next. Um, I I don't know if you can see what Dustin has on, but he has – it's someone described it perfectly, uh, the pit crew jumper. For Duke, and then the Duke hat on because he's it's ready act- for Coach K's. It is actually their 2005 or 2015 national championship warm up jacket that they wore <laughs> during the NCAA tournament. So it's not a pit crew jacket. Um, I was gonna say something before we pulled that comment up, so just hold your thoughts there for a minute, Anthony. But the St. Mary's UCLA game, I just looked at something. I actually want St. Mary's to win because it would be a Gonzaga St. Mary's part four. Whoa. And St. Mary's took Gonzaga out once. I think they could take Gonzaga out again. Wait, how would it be Gonzaga, uh, Gonzaga St. Mary's? Don't they play Baylor if they won? Or Baylor, North Carolina if no, they won? No, Baylor, Gonzaga, and um, hold on. I think it's – unless I looked at it wrong. I think St. Mary and UCLA are in the east with Baylor, North Carolina. I think that's how that matchup plays out. Oh, yeah, stupid phone. Dang it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Dang phone. Well, scratch that. Now, going back to Anthony, going back to Anthony Price, everyone wants to have Duke lose because everyone hates on Duke. Everyone wants Duke to lose because everyone wants to see Coach K cry. Everyone wants his, wants him to lose because losing to a 15 seed would 
basically put a damper on what has been the greatest coaching career in college history. If anyone wants to argue that, you have no point to argue it. You have no validity to argue it because there's nothing you can stand on that's going to say anybody else was a better coach than Coach K. But being that this is his final NCAA tournament, I just think you're going to see a different side of Coach K. I think you're going to see a different side of what you saw in the ACC tournament. I think you're going to see maybe his best coaching job that he's done as a college coach because he knows this is it. The players know this is it. The players are not happy with how they played in that ACC tournament. And I know they want to try to, at the very least, get him to one more Final Four to send him out on a positive note. And Aman and I talked about this before their loss to North Carolina. There was a one-and-a-half-month stretch where Duke was the was playing the best basketball of any team in this country. And then towards the end of the season, they kind of got away from that. If Duke gets back to playing the way they did during that 13-game stretch, there's not another team in the country that can hang with them because they can beat you offensively and defensively. This is one of those games where they could struggle just because they overlook Cal State Fullerton somewhat. But this is also one of those games where you could see them win 90-60, to 60 and that kind of can be that wake-up call to be like, hey, we still are this team that we were in the middle of the season that can just go out and basically beat people any way we want. Yeah, when Duke's playing at their best, they're, they're almost impossible to beat. When you have A.J. Griffin, you have Banchero, you have a seven-footer that I can't remember his Mark name. Mark Williams. Mark Williams. Do any of those guys playing at a high level? Mark Williams, even in the UNC loss, still played really good. They had no answers for him. It was just they didn't have anything in the perimeter. So if they can get things going from the outside with the forwards, they're going to be a handful. Speaking of the ACC tournament, guys, watch Virginia Tech here. I have them to beat Texas today. Uh, it's a 6 versus 11 here. Virginia Tech slated as the 11 seed. And I don't know Texas has had a pretty good year, but Virginia Tech has quietly had a fairly equal year to Texas. They're coming off of two back-to-back games where they knocked off North Carolina, embarrassing them. They knocked off Duke, embarrassing them to get here. So uh, to me, if there was to be an upset today that I would be willing to put like, you know, in the NCAA tournament, you can never put a 100% guarantee. But if I had to put basically my 99% guarantee, it'd be Virginia Tech to beat Texas just because of how hot they are and how quiet of a year they've had. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I just, with Chris Beard now as the head coach at Texas, we've seen how Chris Beard's defense has played in the NCAA tournament yes. back when he was with Texas Tech. And Virginia Tech did play very well all season, but they haven't seen a defense outside of Virginia that's like Texas Tech. And if or like Texas's defense, and if they can slow Virginia down, Virginia is a very good shooting team, but if Texas can slow Virginia Tech down on offense, I don't like Virginia's chances just because I don't think they have the ability to kind of adjust and slow down their own game. Yeah, and sometimes when you get into slump, they they tend to shoot out of it. They try to shoot out of it. The thing is, though, they've just been so hot all year. So it'll be be interesting to see how it all matches up because, as you said, Texas' defense defense can give them a run for some of their money. Hold on, Damian. Are you trying to mess with us? What is going on? This is is the Browns soap opera back up. You got Dustin and I reaching for Google. All right, Damian Harris puts in the chat. Breaking news: Deshaun Watson wants to play for the Browns. Um, I'm not sure where you are seeing this. Um, I everything I'm still looking up for Deshaun Watson is saying that he wants out of. Uh, he doesn't want to be in Cleveland. Um, I'm still not sure. I, I haven't seen anything that he wants to play for the Browns outside. Damien, I feel like you're trying to prank us here now, man. Not trolling. Well, uh, if you could say, I don't know how you could send put a the, screenshot or send the, us a put link. The source, put the source up there. Yeah, the put link. the source, put the link, put something. Oh, well, here we go. Adam Schefter tweet two minutes ago. Deshaun Watson has decided he wants to play for the Cleveland Browns in a stunning change of events per sources. Watson has informed the Houston Texans that he is now willing to waive the no trade clause clause in his contract oh to my be God. Cleveland. So this soap opera continues. Guys, well, Baker Mayfield is on his way to Houston in the coming days. So, <laughs> no. wow. What, wow. what is going on Atlanta's here? What happened? has got to be. What happened in 12 hours that we just not only that, what happened in the last hour because Atlanta said they were pretty much guaranteed to land him. Like what just happened? <laughs> This is why it's ASAP recap, guys. We're just reacting with you. Thank you, Damien. <laughs> we told you. <laughs> keep us keep us updated. No one would have got that. 
my god it's ian rapperport put it out there on twitter as well jordan I'm schultz so confused oh, my god my goodness this this whole deshaun watson thing might be the story of the offseason and think about this offseason where you have aaron Rodgers, you have Devonte adams christian kirk gets paid like he's the third best receiver tom brady cut retires and unretires and still Deshaun Watson might be the most exciting thing that's happened this offseason. Tom Brady didn't really retire. He went to play father for two months and realized he wasn't ready to handle that many kids. And he's like, yep, I'm, I'm coming back. We're, we're, we're not ready yet. <laughs> he took a sabbatical, as Pride would say. Pride, it's happening, man. We have no idea. Baker, is it Baker versus Davis? Is that going to be the USC fight night that we're going to see? <laughs> Baker Mayfield is going to end up in Houston. I just, outside I, of having Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb, what? could Cleveland possibly have sold him on? Well, it's that off. I think it's the offensive line uh, as well. Top two offensive line when healthy, both running and passing. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, we got to have some fun. Um, you, the offensive line, I think defensively, you still have Denzel Ward back there. You still have Clowney, who they just brought back, Miles Garrett. And I guarantee you, if Deshaun Watson's in Cleveland, they could probably go get Marquez valdez Scanlon. I think they could make that move. And he'd be more than they could get anybody they wanted. They could get him, they could get Juju Smith Schuster. They could add a lot of pieces to that with Landry and Beckham gone. They have basically Cooper to replace Cooper to replace Beckham. So now if they want to replace Landry, go and get a guy like Juju Smith Schuster and then just add Valdez Scantling for craps and giggles. Here we go. Uh Damian Harris just says Browns just signed Watson five years, two thirty million fully guaranteed. Now, Damian, now I think you gotta be trolling with me. Now this can't this can't be real. Damien, Damien, don't do this. Come on, man. If this is real, what in the it is now up to the tech I um yeah, this one I haven't seen yet. This one I haven't seen out of Adam Shafter. Uh Damien, let me know who you are getting your source from this one from. Uh but yeah, I think um Pride said it best defense, uh the line and David and Joku. I think all that is selling hit. Not kid nope, not kidding. Where are you finding this? How is your Twitter ahead? Are you like, uh, are, do you have like a VPN for your Twitter? Because uh, my Twitter is not, my Google is not. What what is going on? I, what did you search to find? What, Damien? Where where is it? Where is this? Who put this out there? What I, I am it's so... real. Pride is even finding it. JPA. What right. the heck is happening right now in this it's, world of the NFL? Dude, again, I'm talking. I'm telling you, we have all of this. Stuff me and you happen. are trying to do this show, and we can't find anything. We can, everyone else can find oh, it, but us. One minute, one minute ago, according to Ian Rappaport, Deshaun Watson will be the new quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are trading Baker Mayfield. Most likely to Houston because Baker Mayfield lives in Austin, Texas during the off season. Houston is willing to extend Baker Mayfield upon trade, which means Davis Mills will be out of a job in Houston. Wow. What in the actual crap just happened since the Falcons were predicted to get him? Dude, I feel like everyone's just guessing. You know, I just feel everyone's guessing on this point. No one knew what the heck was happening. They're just all throwing crap out there. What what just happened? I'm so lost and confused. And all right, why well, well, Dustin, is... Dustin, we don't know what the details of the trade are. We don't know the contract. Uh, well, yeah, there's the contract here. It is Deshaun Watson gets a fully guaranteed five-year, two hundred thirty million dollar contract. That is eighty million more than the previous record for fully guaranteed money at signing of one hundred and fifty million. The deal was first negotiated by uh, David Mul- Mulgetta. I think that's his name of Athletes. Yeah, Mulgetta, yeah, Mulgetta, yeah. All right, uh, Dustin, Bro- Cleveland, they get Deshaun Watson. Are they the favorites to win the AFC North? No. Are they the favorites to come out of the no. AFC? Okay, all right, well, we'll no, stop no, right no. there. No, no, no. It's still Cincinnati. And I, Joe Burrow is still the best quarterback in that, in that division. Watson's a close second. But Burrow is still the best quarterback in that division. Burrow still has the most weapons in. Pride wants to come in ASAP recap. Can you let Pride in? I don't know if he's backstage. He just texted me. Please come in, Pride. Pride, if you're there, come in. Uh, whenever you get backstage, I'll, I'll put you on. Uh, I could put him in the group if you want. But yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll tell him to pop in quick. All right, yeah. Uh, but here we go. Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland again. 
Dustin saying it does not make them the clear favorites to win the AFC North. Continue on that thought, Dustin. It puts them back in the playoff picture without question, and it puts them as, in my opinion, the top wild card team to come out of the AFC. But until you can tell me otherwise, Cincinnati still has a better overall roster, top to bottom. And Pride looks like he has Pride, just seen a ghost. He is is. No longer, Pride has white skin. It looks like he has seen a ghost. He's checking for his <laughs> children. He has no idea what has just happened in this world. Pride, react. That's all I'm going to ask you to do. React. Pride, can you tell me what has happened since we got off of ASAP in the morning <laughs> and we basically said that Cleveland was out of the running, and then it was looking like Atlanta was going to take him. But now all of a sudden, he's back, and we have no idea what happened. <laughs> Pride just speechless. This is the only thing that I've ever seen make Pride actually not have any words. What is going on? Again, in an offseason that featured Brady retiring, unretiring, play, trying to play dad that said, no, I'd rather play quarterback. In a, When Aaron Rodgers gets paid, Devontae Adams breaks the bank. Christian Kirk sets everything on fire. This is still the most intriguing story out there. This sets the bar for everything. Deshaun Watson, again, for those of you who are tuning in, uh, thank you, Damian, for letting me know because none of us could find it here on the show. He will be headed to Cleveland, Deshaun I don't Watson. Have, in my defense, I don't have Twitter, and I refuse to get Twitter, so I would not have known that. <laughs> and the only thing, again, to leave Pride without any words. Pride, when you have words, just jump in here, bud. <laughs> He's just, just trying to gather himself. I have um, words. There we go. I have words. Before you start, Pride, what does this do for Cleveland now? Because they have Amari Cooper replacing Odell Beckham. Now that everyone knows that Deshaun Watson is going to end up, that's going to Cleveland, how many free agents now are all going to be like, I want to go here, I want to go here, I want to go here? Like, bro, what MBS is put them at the top of the list. Like, bro. what is this going to do? Because they still have money to spend. MVS Juju, uh, he has no option. You legitimate. That's what I think they might do. I think you might see them go after MVS and Juju, and pair pair that with um, Cooper, and then you have Austin Hooper. You have David. Jarvis Landry might want to come back now. Jarvis might say, "You know what? Okay, I'm back, Cleveland. I don't Hell, play Beckham with might want. Beckham might want to come back. Man, like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on here. <laughs> so, so by the way, um, for life. Um, so basically, um, what kept them away from the Falcons was earlier today, Deshaun Watson somehow had another conversation with Cleveland. And they actually told him, look what we have now. They actually showed him their cap situation. And they actually promised him more is on the move, more is on the way. What the hell are they going to give him? $60 they million a year? They actually promised after they paid him. And when they showed him the cap situation, it was after. They were like, what contract do you want? They banged out the contract, and then they showed him this is how much money we would have after. And they promised him, you're going to get more. You're gonna, In terms of offense, you're going to get more. If you look at the group chat, this is what came from Adam Schefter. Browns are giving Deshaun Watson a new deal. The $184 million over the first four years is a $48 million raise over his $136 million he was scheduled to get. He was originally supposed to get a $12 million raise in that period, so they basically increased it by 400%. And and with all that, with all that, you know, wild money, he still, 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 the Browns still have plenty, plenty, plenty of cap space. Um, so supposedly the Texans are going to be acquiring Baker. three first-round picks and two additional picks. And Baker? Um, from the Browns. So and Baker? Well, they, there hasn't, they're not saying anything about Baker. You got to – you have no to. No way. Put, Tell me they didn't get Baker. That would just be the cherry you on top. You have to. That would be the cherry on top. It's only five draft picks. You have to include Baker in this because Baker's not going to stay there to be a backup. Ba- they trade him to Indy. <laughs> That's what they'll like, do. You have to include- say if you, but here's the thing, though. If you don't – because here's the thing. Now that – now that Baker is basically done 
right? Because I think we talked yes. about it earlier. By the way, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Pride. You're always you're always welcome. I, you know, I, I I I love being here with you guys. I definitely love you too. You know what I mean? It's always fun uh, conversating with you guys. So, but you could still trade Baker to another team to still get other things yes. that you need. For and example, right you know, let's say you go to Seattle and say, "Hey, you want Baker's better than Drew Locke? You know, uh, give us a locket." Or, you know what I mean? You, you can go over oh, to. There you go. What you just said. Send you, Baker to Seattle for DK. Or, or if I don't know if I don't know if they'll do that for DK. I don't know if they'll do that. I mean, hey, try it. You never know. But you start start high, finish. Low. Yeah, I mean, listen. You could you could still. You can start with DK and end up with Tyler Lockett. Oh my God, the Panthers actually got a player though. They didn't. They missed out on Deshaun Watson, but they got the next best thing. They they signed Johnny Hecker. So you know that's a something. <laughs> Carolina fans, there you go. They signed Johnny Hecker. Thank God I'm not a Panthers fan. Thank <laughs> God, and I said it's funny. People talk about um, the Chicago Bears, dude. <laughs> oh, bro. bro, I have I have a I have a Panthers fan. Okay, I have a Panthers fan friend. Oh my God, he was blowing up my DM saying, we got Deshaun Watson. He's going to be our quarterback. And I saw his like whole level of like excitement to all the way in the mud. And now he said, we signed Johnny Heck. We, we signed Johnny. So, okay. So, so yeah. So Baker was not involved in the trade. Yep. Adam Schefter reports Baker Mayfield will now it's be able to get the trade picks. he wants. Yep. It's now five. It's five picks. But okay. But rounders. what? But if you're Baker, wouldn't you just want to go to Houston knowing that you live in Austin, Texas? Like, Well, but here's the thing. Let, let's be honest. Let's, he doesn't want to lose to Davis Mills. Yeah, let me, let, let I don't me think he would. Go, relax, Amon. Hold on. You almost <laughs> caught me. I almost went right by that. But here's the thing that is, first of all, I mean, Ray just said it. Houston's, Houston's dog shit. I can curse here, right? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. Houston's dog shit, all right? They're, they're horrible. All right. But here's the thing. I understand that he lives in Austin, Texas, which, you know, would be nice. But let's be honest here. Why would you be in the Cleveland Browns? Why would you send Baker Mayfield when it can only take you some picks and keep Baker to because when, like I said, you promised Deshaun Watson. You see what we have here? Solid, right? We will get you more. If you promise him that, I'm, I'm keeping Baker. I'm not including him in that deal. No. no, 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 no. I'm keeping Baker, and then I'm gonna flip him. Like I said, you, to Seattle, maybe that'll be that'll be something interesting. Um, Indy, go get Michael Pittman to be your number three. Well, here's here's a proposition because I know this doesn't happen too much in the NFL, but you see it a lot in the NBA and other like in baseball where they do like three team trades. What about? Baker Mayfield to Minnesota, Kirk Cousins to Indy, and then give Cleveland something out of Indy. I don't, no, no, maybe. If if I, I'm with you, if you can find a way to have Adam Thielen end up in Cleveland. Adam maybe. Thielen just signed a contract extension with Minnesota, plus he's worked with Kevin Stefanski. That would be so. If you can get Mayfield into Cleveland somehow, send Thielen back to Cleveland, send Cousins from Cleveland to Indy, have Indy send Minnesota either draft picks or something. That would work. That's what I'm saying, bro. Guys, also, um, Green Bay is going to have to restructure Aaron Rodgers' deal because he's no longer the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. So um, expect expect (laughs) more guaranteed money coming to uh, Aaron Rodgers soon. Just uh, dude. uh, I'm just predicting. I'm just predicting. Well, hey, Zadarius Smith is no longer going to Green Bay. He's <laughs> on the phone right now with uh, Russ Ball saying, hey, uh, Russ Ball, I know we just moved all this salary money around. What do we got left? $12 million. I need that now. And I need <laughs> now. And give it to me now. Bro. Dude, this this last 20 minutes of ASAP recap has been the craziest 20 minutes that we, we have ever done. We just completely lost all topics. We're done. <laughs> We're just on this now because Deshaun Watson – does, 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 Deshaun Watson. does Deshaun Watson not know that March Madness is going on this week? And like, could he, he have not? Is March until, Madness. Like, could he have not waited until now. Monday <laughs> and then said something on Monday so we could have talked about it for three days leading into the Sweet Sixteen? <laughs> Bro, this is wild, dog. No, Andre, they don't and give no, up any Andre, players. Nope. Five first round picks, and they're gonna flip Baker no, three for three first round picks or five and picks, two additional picks. And basically, what they said about the additional picks—they're either day one or day three picks. Okay. 
So it could be it could be like a second rounder. Right. Or but, it ends up being third, fourth. Yeah, you know, God no. God knows. But they got Deshaun Watson and Baker will be flipped for players. Expect a receiver to be on the other end of it. I think, you know, we're we're just theorizing trades now. It could be Michael Pittman, Adam Thielen we're talking about. If they can get him in there. Feeling any receiver, right. Tyler Feeling Lockett. Thielen makes sense because of Kevin Stefanski. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, because, again, like I said, today, and it was kind of funny because as soon as I got off, I was I was talking to my boy who, who like, like I said, if I ever I want to know stuff, he somehow has the way he finds out how I don't know. But he said that early this morning that somehow, by the grace of God, the Browns basically somehow got Deshaun to go back to them to have a conversation. Because I think the Browns knew that they screwed up by telling Mayfield. Well, we talked about this morning. Like I said, yeah. I think somebody met with Watson before telling Mayfield about it. And then after Mayfield found out how he found out, got super pissed off about it. Like, I think the Browns realized, like, well, we're pretty much screwed because either we get Watson or we have Mayfield for a year and then he's not going to resign with us. So now we need to basically kiss Deshaun Watson's feet and get him to come back and talk to us. Right. So it's like, it's it's really, a, and again, the craziest part about this trade is just the fact that it's five picks. Yes. That's the crazy part about it. Like, hey, Denver, Denver wants to give Seattle three picks. Here, Cleveland, hold my beer. I got gotcha. you. We'll give you five picks for Watson. Five. And, again, it's only – and it's crazy that we're only saying five picks. But, again, now that kind of leaves Baker in a situation where where does he go from here? And, again, if he's dipping, more than likely where he's probably going to go is a situation, um, let's say, God, outside of Adam Thielen. Because, to be honest – before mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, I would have said the Raiders because they yeah. probably don't want Derek Carr, so they'll probably get rid of, you know, and try to do something with him. You know what I mean? Like, Well, they want Derek Carr now because things. that's the reason why Devontae Adams went there. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if this happened before, you know what I mean, before the whole Devontae Adams thing, we're having a completely different conversation. God. Obviously, obviously, you can't send him to Washington now, so you wouldn't be able to get Terry McLaurin. So it's like what really what 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 good receivers are available right now? Right? I think Indy to me makes the most sense, and Michael Pittman. That's that's really because he wants to go to Indianapolis, and I feel like Michael Pittman. What about as a number one isn't going to work, but as a number three, I, I'm not about, saying he can't win number three. What about the Giants for Slayton? No, or or Shepard. Maybe Shepard. Maybe Shepard. Maybe. Or, Here's the thing. Or they got that Kadarius Tony. Ooh. Ooh, I see, like that. that. That's a project. Underneath. That's a project, though. But if you have Watson, you can have a project with Watson. Mm, that's a good point. That's How about point. sending Baker to Carolina and getting DJ Moore? Wow, that's that's hilarious. Positively, one thousand percent hilarious. I'm about, I'm about to start doing my podcast early in the morning, like in like midday, bro. Well, hey, Dude. here, 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 and I know Pride's gonna disagree with this because he loves the guy. Don't 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 piss me off, please. <laughs> Mayfield to New Orleans for Callaway. Yo, yo, I'm I'm, I'm so Callaway much with Deshaun as a number oh, three. Yeah, I would love. Oh my god, <laughs> bro, I would love that. Because the thing is, whatever wide receiver you get, you need to understand something. Amari Cooper's mid at best, so you need somebody who can like, or even, or even like, or keep Callaway and send Mayfield to New Orleans for Michael Thomas. Ah, uh, they wouldn't do that. I don't know. I don't know if the Browns could make that whole contract thing work either. Yeah, no. Nah. That cap hit might be a little much. No. Nah. <laughs> Anthony Price. <laughs> Anthony, I'm so with you, man. <laughs> he says Rogers going to hold out next year to get a I better can, contract. I could see Mayfield. I could see Mayfield for Callaway. That could be a move. Again, you're looking at Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta. I think they'd all be willing to give up receivers to go get a quarterback. Indy, maybe C- Seattle we brought up. Man, what? Those, are really, those are really the only teams that need a quarterback yeah. at this point. No. that ha- like the- New Orleans doesn't – New Orleans technically doesn't have, like, a quarterback right now. They have, like no, three- I know with those two teams, but I think, I think there's a few others you can finesse on. Question, question. You think Tennessee gives up A.J. Brown? No, no way. If, if you trade no Mayfield, if you trade Mayfield there, what are you gonna do with Tannehill? Because then you gotta somehow trade Tannehill. That's what I'm saying. Like the only no, teams- I don't, I, maybe it's just me, but I think 
I, I think I don't think Ryan and I love me some Ryan Tannehill. I think there's only one untouchable in that organization. Derrick Henry. Henry. Derrick Henry. I think AJ Brown is he untouchable to an extent. I think it all depends on what you if give the right him. Right deal comes, <laughs> they'll be willing to part ways with. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if 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 you're willing to give them like a Devonte, right? Yeah, yeah or that type of situation, I think maybe they'll part ways. But again, it, the bar is high. I think at this point they'll cut Ryan Tannehill. I, I just I don't think they like him anymore. I, yeah, I just I think New Orleans makes the most logical sense if we're talking about trades because if Cleveland wants a receiver back, Callaway makes the most sense. How about this? Damian says Steelers still need a QB and Trubisky ain't it. I don't know if they'd be willing to I just, give up. I disagree. To no. I disagree with that. The thing. Let's say, let's say, let's say that he trades. You know what I mean? Let's say Baker goes there. Who are they going to get for? Who are they getting? But Trubisky to back up Deshaun? That would be no. dumb because that's not the help that. You know what I mean? Like you would and need. We gotta Deontay stop. We have to stop hating on Trubisky too because he was blessed with arguably one of the top three worst coaches of all time when it comes to somebody that knows how to run a franchise. Or play, a call play. And <laughs> we have play. seen what Trubisky looks like when he actually has a competent play caller calling things for him. Well, he's going to Pittsburgh, who has a competent play caller calling plays. And he's got more weapons in Pittsburgh than he ever had in Chicago in terms of wide receivers. So I'm not ready to say Trubisky is not the answer because I want to see what he can do with Claypool and Johnson and Najee Harris and the possibility that Juju Smith-Schuster does come back to Pittsburgh. Well, we're going to throw around theories all day, but guys, we got to wrap it up here. It's been a blast on ASAP recap, especially these past 20 minutes because everyone's been getting involved. We got pride jumping in the show, which is always great pride jump on anytime you like. Dustin, you got anything? No, my Saturday's going out the window because of everything that we've been talking about here. I had it pulled up, and then I had to take it off and look at all this crap. So, and now, and it's funny because as soon as we get off, something's gonna happen. Uh, Baker Mayfield's gonna get traded. Yep. <laughs> all right, he's gonna get traded. Then all of a sudden, Seattle's gonna make a move, and DK's gonna be on a whole other team. Okay. It's good. And then Jimmy G's gonna be gone, right? And then they'll probably go and get somebody like you know. Like, I guarantee you Jarvis Landry is going to get signed, right? It's like a multi-year <laughs> deal. You know what I mean? And 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 like you with Anthony – like, come on, like you and Anthony Price the same. As soon as we finish, Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, oh, I'm holding out. And then it's going to be Aaron Rodgers 8.0 or however many times he's done, done some stupid shit. That get. So it's like – oh, but you know what? All jokes aside, though, Ayo, Deshaun. God bless you, brother. God, God bless this guy. Because <laughs> everyone's talking about his career is over. My man beat the case. He beat Houston, and he beat his contract. God bless him. God Great bless stuff. him. All right, guys. Thank you so much, Pride, for hopping on. Dustin, thank you so much. Appreciate As always, me. we will see you guys in a little bit here. For Pride, for Dustin, for myself, stay safe. Whole sports all plays. Whole sports all plays. Hot sports all plays. Uh. 365, we're making a place. We're talking the game, get you to the days. We're high in the court, they're dying in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. All presentation, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. Hot sports all plays, they're working your faces. Grace at the field, so type the laces. Hot sports all plays. Yeah.